I don't think Oompa Loompas are a good punchline. Anymore. <laughs> well, like, ever. Like, uh, when, 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 when did so you hear Oompa Loompa and went, ah, good one? I can't think of it exactly, but I think it's become an overused punchline. I think the first time someone, like, compared someone to an Oompa Loompa could have been very funny. But now it's just like we expect it too much. I, mean, I, mean, I feel yeah, like it's overused. Because that movie was like the 70s, right? Yeah, and then I feel like somebody maybe like 10 years ago-ish like sort of like revived the idea of an Oompa Loompa and started using it as a punchline. Like, I don't know. Like, But t- I just I just, I just, just can't because like I know people sometimes call it like, you know, Trump and Oompa Loompa or whatever because yeah. of the orangeness. Right. Um, but like, I'm like, you can do better. You can just do better than like Oompa Loompa is such a lazy, yeah. like, oh, short people or yeah, like, or yeah. Oh, orange people kind of joke. And I'm just kind of like, you can, I don't know. It's just not imaginative. And like, it doesn't even sound funny. Because it just sounds awkward when someone says it. See, I think the the name Oompa Loompa is funny. So I think that, like, when it was a fresh comparison, when it was... And it had to, you had to, like... It, ha- it can't just be a short person. Then it's not funny. It has to be fitting a couple of different categories. Like, the person green should hair. be short. <laughs> green hair. Working in a factory. Orange. Working in a factory. For uh, Singing. And, you know, if you have enough of those things, I can see where you could make a funny punchline with an Oompa But no, you're right. It's lazy. It's overused. But anything making fun of Trump right now to me is, is like... Lazy. I, it's all lazy, and it's. I know John Oliver. He's like always coming up with new things to compare. If it's, if to. it's particularly kind of like uh, fragrant of a phrase, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I guess. Like so. I know a lot of people were enjoying, particularly enjoying the Scottish terms that people were using because like they're like they're quite imaginative with their uh, ins- insults. Like what? What were some of the Scottish? Like uh, uh, a cock gargling munch weasel, like. <laughs> That's just a fun. That's just a, that's a, just a fun, fun phrase. phrase. A wait, a cock gargling munch, munch weasel. weasel. Okay, fun phrase. Yeah, for sure. Fun phrase. Yeah, it's sure. very. It's, <laughs> it's very. Uh, what's the word for like when it, it provokes images in your head? Mm, evocative. There you go. It's yeah. very evocative. It is. It is. It is. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so yeah. like that, I can kind of get behind. I mean, more of all the ones that are like, um, uh, like that are describing what he looks like. Like, um, I'm trying to think of one specifically. Well, like yeah, like tango colored, like yeah, like uh, dead albino. Like, yeah, that, that all kind of, of that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, I made that one up, but like, I'm sure I'm sure someone said it. Because you, I mean, I don't know. Because that's actually the thing is. Um, because Tango is a brand over here of, yeah. like, of fruit soda. Okay. I say soda, and it hurts my soul, but um, <laughs> I'd say minerals, and then someone would look, someone would look funny, funny yeah. at me. Um, but yeah, Tango, so, and they had a big campaign for as long as I can remember about you know when you've been tangoed, and mm-hmm. it usually involves adverts where someone completely had to toe in an unusual costume that's completely orange, bright orange colored, would come up and, like, slap you in some way or like drown you in orange something okay and it's like, you know and like if someone's okay. basically left stunned on the street and it's like you know you need to be tangoed and did they become orange as well uh sometimes okay. depending on the, the campaign mm. like they've had lots of different types of campaigns yeah. around this theme 
Um, so even instead of tango colored, he's like a tangoed dead albino. Well, was, he, like he is a dead albino who has been tangoed. Who has been tangoed. Yeah. But, that's, but here's the thing. I say tango as like a, a, an evocative word for the color orange. But mm. does that make sense to someone who doesn't know that brand? Well, see, I got what you were getting at. But there's also, do you have tang? Because there's also a drink called ah. tang. And so that would also be orange. So I was like, oh, maybe tango is your version of tang. Right. No, we don't, we don't get tang because I believe Tang is like something like it's not a fizzy drink. It's like a separate thing entirely, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Do you know Capri Sun? Ca- oh my god, that cracks. <laughs> Capri Sun. That cracks me up every time. Capri Sun. It's not a pair of pants. But I would imagine that it's it's the same word, just used differently. Like well, I don't know what the word Capri or Capri means. I I don't know what it means. But I mean, I would imagine Capri pants is something you wear in the summertime. It's something to do with sunshine. Sun is something I'm that sure. comes out. So like I think it could very well like be the Cap- same word. It's, pretty, it's probably the root of where Capricorn comes from, or uh, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think yeah, it's like but it's prena- it's pronounced it's pronounced here like as if. Capricorn and Capri Sun is like a pun. Like they've added sun <laughs> instead of corn. But corn and sun don't rhyme. Capri Sun. Or do they actually Capri rhyme sun. to you people? Capricorn. <laughs> no, because even as I'm saying it out loud, that makes no sense. I'm sorry, it's not I'm sorry and I'm sorry for saying you people. It's ca- yeah, exactly. Us white people. Um, but Capri Sun. The Irish people. Well, that's the average that we, we do is, is Capri Sun. Capri Sun. Capri Sun. So the Capri Sun. Capri Sun, yeah. Okay. So like, there's almost like a silent T in there. Like it's a Capri Sun. <laughs> a like, cat pre Sun. Before a cat has seen a sun. sun. Or yeah. a cat before it's had a sun. Oh, yeah. So like, so it's the, the cat term for like uh, a childless mo- woman. Yeah, right. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a I'm cat sure maiden. A cat, cat maiden. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then there's gonna be a new. I should write that sci-fi book, Tales of the Cat Maiden, <laughs> of poor cats who have been. It was so many cats in society had been neutered, right. so they brought in these other cats oh. to specifically give uh, kittens to all the rich cats, who and they uh, wore little white bonnets. They wore little white hoods. bonnets and red hoods. See, no. that's the thing. If they had a bonnet, why did they have a hood? No, do they actually have a hood? Well, let me look. I have, I have this book in front of me with an illustration. I, the way I always Oh, you know what? I have, it's, you know, it's not a hood, but it's a, what would you call that? A cloak? A robe? It's like a, yeah, it's a long, roby cloak. Yeah. Um, and uh, I always imagine a very nun-like mm. in my head. Or what's, uh, not nuns maybe, but even like... Um, Monks? Uh, what's those? What's those people who don't like electricity but believe in God real, real hard? Amish. Amish. Yeah. Um, I always imagine it like kind of like an Amish kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. But even more shapeless, like the Amish, they like the women. They'll still, you know, they'll still um, cinch, as RuPaul would say. Like oh. the Amish women, they'll still like have like a feminine. It's silhouette. a bodice. Yeah. It's a yeah. Bit of a bodice. And this yeah. is just totally shapeless. Well, I mean, because it's all about getting pregnant. We're, we're looking so. at the cover of uh, Darcy's copy of The Handmaid's Tale. Um, I've read it before, but I didn't have the same cover. Uh, Darcy's re- currently reading it and neither of us have watched the TV show no, for anyone who's interested yet. in like, what the fuck we're talking about because <laughs> well, The Catmaid's Tale the cat is what you're going to write yeah so they, they would have red collars right 
and definitely white bonnet still. They need the bonnet. A cat can still have a bonnet on, I guess. Yeah. But I don't want to like, wear. They can't wear a robe. Has cat ears, you know. Actually, yeah. On this cover, it does have very. Yeah. Cat, like, it actually, has very Batman-like ears. Yeah. I have to say, they all look like kind of low-key Batman. Bat women. Bat girls. Mm. Depending, because there's actually there's all three of those. There's no Bat boys. There's Batman. Wait, so, okay, there's no Bat-Boys in comics. In comics. But there was this huge story, this, like, ongoing story in the 90s when I was growing up with the National Enquirer. The Bat-Boy. That was huge. Yeah, that was huge. He looked like Nosferatu. Yeah, he did. He did. And once, so, I, I won't say who, but my mom met one of my friend's boyfriends, and I thought he was a really, really nice guy, and I always said, like, he's, an, he's a great guy, and then they broke up a couple of years later, and I was like, yeah, it kind of sucks, like, I thought they were a good couple, I thought he was really nice, my mom's like, I never liked him, and I was like, why, he was so nice, she's like, he was really nice, but did you see his eyes? He had bad boy eyes. <laughs> was that so, like, large and black? They, I guess so, I think it had to... I think it was kind of like his eyes were so dark that you couldn't see where the pupil began and the iris ended. I've been kind of accused of that a little bit sometimes. No, you can see because your eyes, your iris isn't dark. You have large pupils. But I always say like when we first started dating, I just thought they were always so big because of like how attracted to me you were. Yeah. Because that's what happens. Apparently your pupils dilate. So I thought that's why they were so big. So I was just like, oh. But, like, uh, yeah, you do have really big pupils, just always. Yeah, I've been accused of that a number of times. Um, actually, first of all, hello, I'm Aaron Fever. And I'm Darcy Fever. Yeah, so this is Fever Talk, um, as you can see. Or here. Uh, yeah, so um, I've been accused a couple of times of having eyes that make me look like I'm on drugs. And I had, a, I even had a friend, I was like, I finished work one night. I used to work in a supermarket when I was in, like, high school. Like, as a checkout guy. And um, we used to work quite late, so, like, till 10 p.m. Um, and I remember one night coming out of work and bumping into a guy who'd been, obviously, drinking. It was a Friday night, and he was, like, you know, one or two sheets to the wind. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, hey, man, like, what are you on? <laughs> and I'm like, what? He's just like, oh, you like, what are you on? Like, you're, I can see your eyes. You're out of it. Like, you know, and he was kind of doing us, like, you know, share and share alike. Yeah, right. But I was no, man. Like, if, if only you knew. Um, what a boy scout I am what a boy scout I am yeah so yeah so I've, I've kind of been told that a couple of times um, and I feel I feel like that's probably also what maybe contributes to me people people thinking that I'm younger than I am a lot because I feel like kind of big eyes is a very kind of young it is big, big eyes and big pupils but you also have really great skin and very and very young looking skin. Well, I never. I mean, um, <laughs> and great hair as well. And really, what I remember, um, Leslie Ann, when I was all right, telling, I married you. It's okay, lay off. I married you. It's, it's, no, you, but you, I was, you got me. I was talking about this with, with Leslie Ann once because actually we were talking to a group about how old we are, and I was saying how old I was, and then someone asked me how old you were, and I said, you know, he's. You were 32 at the time, and I said, he's 32. And they were like, oh, really? Like, I thought you guys were the same age. I thought he was he was yeah. your age. And I said it to Leslie. I was like, yeah, everyone always thinks that he's so young. And she's like, well, it's just because, you know, it's rare to see a man in his 30s who's still that pretty. <laughs> <laughs> she did not say that. She did. She did. She's like, he's just so bright and, like, his blonde hair and his big eyes. He's just so bright and vibrant. And it's just rare to see a man in his 30s who's still that pretty. 
That's funny. Yeah. I it's yeah. I won't even get into that. I do like, think being blonde is is definitely part of it too. I think that I think that youthens you because yeah. most people lose their blonde hair by the time mm-hmm. they get to my age. And mine's starting to get darker. Like it is getting brown uh, a little bit. Um, which is a sad thing that we're both going through. Uh, yeah, it's really sad for me. But I, but I feel like it's sexist that I feel like our hair is actually the same color, but because so many women dye their hair, like right. I'm held to even a higher standard of what my blondness should be. Yeah, they expect it to be like bleached blonde. Yeah, because yeah. you see a lot of blonde women out there, you, but, but you don't see a lot of blonde men. So compared to women who dye their hair blonde, my hair is a lot darker. But if no one dyed their hair, I think I'd still be considered pretty blonde. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, nobody would think you're, like, dark-haired anyway. No one would say, like, you've, like, black hair. Except for Rebecca Highland. Okay. She, to- she told me I had dark brown hair. Who, who's Rebecca Highland? Oh, Beck. Oh, your friend. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Oh, your friend Beck. I never, I can't remember her being called Rebecca before, so. Yeah. Um, but when I did, and this was, like, a year or two ago, but when I was an extra on Fair City... They said... Yeah, when they were, was an Irish soap opera. Right. Funny, and so know. when they were doing my hair, they said, oh, we need a blonde bobby pin. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Nailed it. I still got it. <laughs> still got it. Uh, yeah, it's a weird thing. I, I'm kind of... Because um, when I was a kid, I didn't want to be blonde. Like, I told you that before, yeah. that I wanted to be dark-haired. But then at the same time, I, I desperately clung to any, like, blonde heroes on TV mm. uh, which is why Zach Morris was always uh, my god uh, so uh, I pray I pray to the Lord Zach Morris um, but yeah I, I kind of always wanted to be darker because everyone I knew had dark hair because there's not many like I mean I'm sure if you went to Sweden lots of blonde people mm-hmm. I don't I don't think Ireland's really a, a hub of blonde people at all no but there's a handful there's a handful yeah there's enough but I wouldn't say, like, any more than, like, California would have. Oh, no, no, no. But a lot of those are fake. That's true. Yeah. Uh, and we both are trying to get the sun to bleach <laughs> our hair blonde again. Um, which uh, I, I don't think is working for us. Hey, I think it is. I think my hair is lighter than it was in the winter. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. I guess it's hard to tell now at this point, because, like, I see it yeah, you all see the time. Yeah, you see every day. So I need, like, a photo from, like... December. Yeah. <laughs> and a photo from today. Um, what did we do this week? What did we do this week? Well, I don't know. What did we do this week? We went to the cinema again. We went to the cinema, yeah. We saw My Cousin Rachel. Yeah. Which is not a sequel to the movie My Cousin Vinny. <laughs> the long-awaited sequel to my, the movie My Cousin Vinny. <laughs> Um, which would have been amazing if it was, but, uh, yeah, it was a movie starring, uh, Rachel Weisz mm-hmm. and Charlie Lulula. Oh, what's his name? Lovelin? Sam Claflin. Sam Claflin. Yeah. Yeah, I was right with Charlie. Sam Claflin. Um, and it's kind of like a period drama, uh, about uh, his cousin Rachel, who he both has sex with and tries to marry. Spoiler Spoilers! Alert. I mean, I think the trailer gives that away. Yeah, I guess so. The trailer very much gives away that they have sex at one point. I don't think that's a big hook of the movie. I don't think the movie depends on it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, 
that was the thing that we did. The other movie we watched this week, no, not at the cinema, but we watched it, and I've been trying to get you to watch it for a long time, is Brooklyn. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we yeah, did watch Brooklyn. Yeah, and I have been trying to get you to watch that for a long time. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. The other thing we did this week was... Um, oh, kind of just before we go on to that, can I just mention my thing about that I said about Brooklyn when we watched that? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, does it happen within the first, like, 15 minutes of yeah. the movie? Yeah. Like, um, there's the infamous, like, shitting in a bucket scene, which is so, like, brief. I actually almost missed it. I didn't it. even know it was infamous. Like, I didn't know how that was what you had taken away from, like, all the trailers and all the press about Brooklyn. You're like, I don't want to watch a movie about Saoirse Ronan shitting in a bucket. It's literally the only thing. But I don't, like, what, like, what, I don't know, like, what it's on tw- it was mediums the- you were consuming that were saying that this is what Brooklyn was. Well, it was on Twitter. My friends on Twitter. Uh, and, like, okay. on Facebook or whatever. Okay. Like, when anybody, anyone even mentioned the movie... They would mention how, like, they would crack a joke about how she shot in a bucket. Okay. And so I thought this movie was all about, like, misery living in Brooklyn, living really poor, and, like, having only a bucket to shit in. Yeah. And, like, I'd probably see that more than once in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it would be a plot point, and it wasn't. <laughs> it happened within the first 15 minutes. She went to Brooklyn. She lived in a very nice place. Yeah. It was a very nice I time that she had. She had, had. A good time. She had a really good time yeah. in Brooklyn, um, and I was so I was I was avoiding watching the movie for ages because you I thought, thought it was this depressing. I thing. thought I'd be so miserable yeah. watching it. I was like, oh, she's shooting in the bucket again. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, and I guess I didn't do much to be like, no, it's not depressing at all because. Um, it was sad. I mean, it can be. It's, it, it's, it has sad moments. It for has. Sure. It has slightly sad moments, but no Makes more. Makes me than, cry. No more than any kind of drama, really. Yeah, yeah. Because it was a drama, drama rather than like torture porn. Which yeah. Is kind of what <laughs> and some and it had a lot of funny moments as well. Yeah, it did. Um. Um. What was the name of uh? I'm trying to think of. The older English actress? Yeah, the woman who was the, 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 not the nanny, but like the woman around the house. Uh, I forgot her name already. I don't remember it either. Anyway, sorry folks. I'm sure someone's screaming at us, but I'm not going to look it up because (laughs) this is only a half an hour podcast and we don't have all that much time. Uh, so yeah, so we watched Brooklyn, and then what was the bit that you were going to say? I was going to say, another thing that we did this week was, um, well, I guess we started doing this last week, but was argue about Bill Maher. Oh, we did. Yeah. <laughs> we did. Uh, for the record, I don't like Bill Maher. Yeah, but it's funny because I feel like today we were sort of watching what he had done just this past Friday night, and in some weird way we like both feel vindicated because I feel vindicated because I'm like, he's doing the right thing, he's having people on who are schooling him, Right. and you're like... But he's not you, taking that schooling very well. Yeah, I guess he's not. That's true. Good point. But he. But I do think this is the best this is a good way to deal with what he had done beyond apologizing which obviously you have to he has to do and yeah, he, he, he did he, ha- he has to have his penance and yeah. like you know kind of uh, get slapped on the wrist yeah um, and which is you know uh, which is fair enough if anyone don't know what, doesn't know what we're talking about Bill Maher who's a Political commentator slash comedian. I mean, comedian first, but he's he's more he's, upfront. He, f- he focuses on politics. Yes, he does. But you know how much John Oliver bothers me, and I'm gonna be so like I feel like I'm the only person that I know who doesn't think John Oliver is just amazing. But he bothers me because 
I don't think his show is very funny, and I think he he pretends that he's trying to make a comedy show, but he's really not. He's trying to educate, and I think that's good that he's trying to educate. But Bill Maher says he's he and he was even saying like on this last week's episode that he wants to be funny, but he also wants to be political and he also wants to inform. And I think his yeah. show is very good at doing that. Yeah, I don't think he's funny, so I don't think it does that. But how and whoever. Mm. Um, and as Ice Cube said, he can sound like a, a redneck with a truck um, when he's trying to like be like politically correct. Um, but yeah, it's I don't I don't like him. I th- I think he is a type of guy who claims to be uh, socially aware and for the side of you know. Because um, I hate the word liberalism. I, ha- I kind of hate liberal, that term, because it's, be- mm. it's been twisted for too long no, now. No, that's a good point. Yeah, but um, the terms liberal, conservative almost don't apply anymore. It's, and it's, it's been overused it's to a point. It's silly. It's, you're, yeah. you're, you're, if you say that, you're almost saying that you're, just, you're, you're for a particular political party. As an Irishman, I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, well, Neither am I. Well, I'm a Republican, but a very different type of Republican. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm for the Irish Republic. It's a very yes. different thing we, we won't we won't give a history lesson today but um so yeah but either way like he's trying to i guess be uh, socially conscious and politically correct in a certain way although i know he he hates political correctness which is like eye rolling but whatever um but i think okay can, can we talk a little bit about the whole idea of political correctness and i don't sure because i don't think he necessarily hmm, hates so he, he hates so there's a there's a strain of political correctness that I think can sometimes I'm already rolling my eyes I for know, people who can't see. I but know. Right. And this is why I like how he dealt with this moment. There's right. a strain of political correctness that I think seeks to condemn and vilify people for their ignorance. And I don't agree with that. I think if someone is ignorant, you need to educate them and correct them rather than vilify them. Yeah, and that's I, my, that would be my problem with some kind with political a, correctness. To a large to a large degree, I agree with you in okay. that if you're going to correct someone, um, correct them. Don't just tell them they're evil trash. Exactly. Um, but the thing is, I'm not gonna blame some people um, for getting upset. Oh, of course not. And maybe not being the most eloquent. Of course and not. And saying, like, you know, don't, why are you saying this trash bag thing, you piece of trash? Like, it's, you know, I, I get it. And, and I think, I think you kind of need both, to be honest with you, for, 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 for things to change. Because mm. if you say a shitty thing and someone very politely says to you, that's not really that cool... You could be the type of personality that goes like, well, I don't care what you think. Mm-hmm. And if you're the, if you're also hear somebody saying like, you're a fucking shithead for saying that. You're an awful person. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to change your opinion, but at least you'll know just how bad the thing you said is. Mm-hmm. Because that's how much you upset someone by saying it. Mm-hmm. And so I think if you get the someone screaming at you for saying it, and then you get the friend who goes like, you know, you really shouldn't say that because here's what you should say. I think that's how it works. 
I, I think you may have a point, but then I think there's also something to be said for the backlash of people who are just being screamed at and they don't understand why. And I think that yeah, so happens you need both. a lot. Yeah, yeah, like I think there are a lot of people who who get screamed at and they don't know why. But I mean, I think it's very clear though. I mean, I don't think either one is working alone because like we watched the video um, because we don't have American cable TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we watched the video online on, on YouTube uh particularly of um, Ice Cube, uh, and I didn't get the woman's name. Um, she worked on Bernie Sanders' campaign. Yeah, I'm not sure her name either. I didn't catch her name, unfortunately, and I, I apologize to her. But uh, the two of them speaking to him towards the end of the show, and the comments on YouTube... Now, the comments on YouTube are always a dumpster fire. I mean, mm. they're the worst. <laughs> they're the worst. Uh, but, like, the comments, every single comment was like the most racist abuse you can basically think of and people just saying like you can't tell me what to say mm-hmm. i can call someone the n-word if they want to call them the n-word it's yeah. only a word like there is a i don't think i don't think no matter how people handle political correctness and and social awareness I think you get pushed back because people just want to do whatever they feel like doing. Yeah, I think that's absolutely, absolutely true. Um, and I looked at that comment section with you, and it was mostly horrifying. Yeah. Um, one thing that, funny enough, has kind of stuck with me from that comment section, even though I don't even think it was a serious comment, right. the one thing that's kind of been going through my mind after seeing that was, um, so Ice Cube said to Bill Maher, you know, sometimes you sound like a redneck truck driver. And oh, that's yeah. just a point blank, that's, you know, point yeah. blank insult. A redneck truck driver, that is a bad thing. Yeah. And so one of the one of the comments said, like, you know, redneck truck drivers are people too, and they have feelings too. And that just made me think so much of, like, you know, Trump's America and these forgotten people who have nothing better than, like, Fox News to inform them. And... Yeah the way that they are vilified by a lot of the media. And I can understand why that would be upsetting and frustrating to them. But it's... Okay, this is... And I guess this is the frustrating thing for me. Is that... And, and maybe it's coming from an, uh, an outside of American pers- perspective. Mm-hmm. But I find, like... I find the American white male specifically mm-hmm. although the american white female isn't much better a lot of the time unfortunately okay. <laughs> um but the american white male they see their whiteness differently than europeans do mm, okay. i think what do you mean um there's there's some there's like there's a weird I wouldn't. I, I I'm not. I'm not one of these people. I I don't see color. Yeah. But I wouldn't even think about my whiteness as being part of my heritage. And there's there seems to be a brand of mm. like you know, like like it's because uh, Americans in general like they have a very mixed background. Yes. Like people say like you know well I'm like part like I'm Italian or I'm Puerto Rican. Right. Or, you know, uh, I'm African-American. There's all those different, like, kind of everyone's something else. Right. And I think it's almost, because of that, it's almost bred this attachment to being white. Uh Uh-huh. Which I don't necessarily think we have because we're just Irish. 
Mm. Like, I don't have to defend being white Irish or anything else. I'm just Irish, and we don't really have that, like, well, yeah, but, like, whereabouts are you from originally? No one would ask an yeah. Irish person, no, but where are you from, really? Right, right. Where for us, but but that whole, I think the, there are two different things here. I think that we do have these these strange not strange. I don't know. I don't want to call a stranger, judge it. I think it actually makes perfect sense, and I think it's hard for Europeans to understand sometimes. Yeah. The way that there is no American ethnicity. Um, well, I mean, you know, Native Americans would disagree. Well, but, yeah. okay, well you know what I mean. <laughs> no, you I know, know what I, know, I mean. I They're I not the people who have been in like power. Getting, I just like getting that thing. Yes. <laughs> um, but beyond that, like. So that's why so many Irish people have like will say to me like all of you guys say you're Irish like all Americans say they're Irish that can't be true like I think you're lying and I'm like well where do you think we came from like where like where do you think we came from white people in America all come from Europe so let so that's yeah. just that's just one thing like right. yes we get very into the idea of our heritage and I think because America is such a young country we want to hold on to something a little bit more ancient sometimes and we wonder about those kinds of things so that's one. Thing. Thing. I think that, th but that's a different thing than holding on to your whiteness. That's because that's me as a white person wanting to say, no, I'm not just a white person. I am nine sixteenths Irish, three sixteenths English, an eighth German, and an eighth Swiss, which is actually, as far as I know, correct. So that's <laughs> not me just saying I'm white. That's me being way more specific and having more specific attachments. I think the whole white pride thing is more of a reaction to, um, but that's what, but it's I me. Mean, whatever, even it's a reaction to anything, the reaction seems to be based very primarily in America. I don't, I don't but hear I this. But I think it from, is, but uh, I, yeah, but I think, sorry to interrupt you, but I think that this is primarily coming from other disenfranchised groups of white people, specifically white men, who have been disenfranchised for no other reason than being poor. So there's this thing, there's this narrative that goes around saying white men rule the world. And then when you are a poor, white man and you don't rule the world, I guess that idea, I'm not saying it's okay, but there's some sort of a pushback there. And you start to feel like all of these other people are protected because they have something to hold on to to say, hey, I've been treated this way because I'm this minority or but because you, I'm female. But you, you and I both know that's wrong, though. Like, you and I both know that there is such a thing as white privilege. There's absolutely a, a, such a thing as white privilege, but not all white privilege is created equally. And that's true, too. And so some people are underprivileged, but they are white men. And I think that those people are very upset now, and that's why we have such a disastrous situation. <sighs> I know. Really, though. Like, really. I know, that, I, I, you know, like, I know what you mean. I think, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, the, it's the poor section of America that is white, that is feeling particularly angry these days right um i don't necessarily have much sympathy for them uh as a guy who work, grew up working class himself mm -hmm. like you know i don't think anyone's holding them down apart from the general system of oppressiveness within mm -hmm. government mm -hmm. um you know and uh but i think they still have a better than a black person of the same, you know, financial background. Yeah, the same socioeconomic background. Um, and I think they still have it better than, like, you know, a, yeah. a, an Asian person or, or a Latino person. Like, you know, uh, like, I just don't think... Um, I just don't know. I just don't see why they're particularly angry. Like, no one's taking anything away from them. No one's, like, saying, like, yeah, you run the world. So it's like, okay, well, now I have it harder because people think that they run the world. Like, they're basically crying because someone called them a name. 
and that name is really good. Like you're the boss. <laughs> it's like oh yeah, they're really but they're, mm. these people are really mean and I hate them because they're saying that I have it better than I actually do. Like that's a that's a really lame thing to be pissy about. It is, it is. And look, and look, I'm not one of these people, so I don't want to speak for them, but based on just the little bit, and we will see the red pill at some point, and then we'll talk about that. But just oh. the sm- small stuff that I know about the red pill and the men's rights kind of movement and, and all of that stuff is this idea that these other groups are getting this kind of protection or something. Or um, I was listening to this crazy woman today talking about how Muslims are a protected class and it was just ridiculous and it was awful. But like, it's, that's the idea that they have. They have this idea that everyone else is getting these special privileges or special protections, yeah. but we're underprivileged in ways that don't have to do with our gender or color. And that's really bad too. And no one's helping us. Oh no! But yeah. The social like network of like you know subconscious privilege is and like yes. actually like you are getting much further ahead in life because you go to an interview and you're a white guy and like yeah. you're going to do better statistically and you're going to do better statistically when you like apply for colleges and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So uh, sorry about it, but <laughs> uh, you ain't you you can you can. Yeah, you can leave that shit outside my door. Thanks very much. Um, yeah. And that's where we're going to end this week, baby. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, I guess start with the political discourse next time. And then mm. we'll end on the Oompa Loompa Oompa jokes. Loompas. Yeah. Maybe that's, that's the, maybe that's the better way around to do it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you, everybody who's been listening so far. We've had a nice reaction to the show. It's been really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and hello to a lot of Darcy's family who've been listening. Yes, I know <laughs> that my aunt Patty has been listening, which I think is wonderful. And That's you, very sweet. yeah, it's really sweet. And um, you haven't met her yet, but you will soon, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, none of my family are listening because <laughs> my family don't care. But uh, I don't think that's true. I don't. Well, your mom liked it on Facebook. She, I mean, she liked the post. I think post. she loved it. I don't. I. What is the bet? Because we're really gonna see them soon. What is the bet that they've actually listened to it? I don't know. I I feel low. I, if they're listening right now, I apologize. <laughs> uh, it's my dad's birthday between now and their next show. So yeah. um, if they are listening, happy birthday, dad. Happy uh, birthday. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's that's that. So yeah, uh, thanks for everyone for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. Yes. Yes.